Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. The Wrestling Den is on. Welcome to another episode of The Wrestling Den. This is episode a lot to talk about tonight, so hopefully we can get through it all. I want to say, as always, please welcome my co-host, Nick. Time to You're good. Eight. Go ahead. You're good. We're live, baby. We're live. We've I know, been I was twenty. Counting eight epi- I was counting eight episodes, but it's back. But my camera's. Back I thought he was counting on his hand. Yeah, nine. I eight, thought he was nine. counting on his hand. Either way, I'm just letting you know if, if we can get this right, that's you might just get closer to winning this title. I don't know. All right. So, what what a, what a way to open the show! I got this guy with me just like last week when I said, "Hey, here's my co-host Nick," and then he left me hanging. Wait, for two if seconds. you're if you're the macho man, Ricky Savage, that you 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 said instead of Miss Elizabeth, I missed communication. That doesn't make any sense. It does. Because we're, we're opening a show right now, and instead of being through the show, you did some eight count on your fingers. You got me confused. You said episode Listen, eight, so I was giving them the. I'm going to give you the, the, the four life, all right? Mm. That's two things right there. Either way. No, no. NWO for NWO for life. There's no BWO. That's for body. Older world wrestling. I don't deal with that. I don't deal with it. BOW. Either way, either way, what the, what do we drinks ready to go for this? Okay, so what well, do you want to talk about? I mean, everybody's talking about the follow up to this CM Punk Brian Danielson thing because last week we were talking about how uh, you know it, we wouldn't uh, believe it till we see it kind of thing, and I still haven't really seen any definitive confirmation. They just say. He will be at these trio of Chicago shows, and that's all I've gotten so far about him. So what do you think? I think I think one, that was one of the worst intros I've ever done in my life. Two, I think that the CM Punk Dan O'Brien thing, um, there is there's no how, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no concrete evidence pointing that Brian Nielsen has signed. But, I mean, there's a trail. There's a paper trail. You know, obviously, he's a free agent now, and he's still going to go. So, I think he's going to end up in AEW. As far as, you know, obviously, because All Out is coming up, it's going to be in Chicago. Talk about CM Punk being in these events. I personally feel like CM Punk, I don't think he's going to give it to him in the first event. I think All Out, to me, is like if they're going to make a move with CM Punk, that's the best way to go. It's doing the biggest pay-per-view that you can possibly produce because that's what – like the old Monday Night Wars were about, this is what the new wars are about. Is just basically your pay per views are your are your, you know, the cream of the crop, dude. That's where you want to if you're gonna showcase CM Punk the first time he's stepping in a wrestling ring in what over seven years, mm-hmm. a long time. The first time that, the first time that he's gonna step in a wrestling ring, why would you why would you like waste it on the smaller events? Because that's what you're gonna want to do is you want to hype it up. It's like people see, okay, here's the first Chicago event. Why just give it to him right then and there? 
when if you don't give it to him right then and there, guess what? Then it's like, oh, he didn't show up, but there's still hope. So people aren't going to just flat out be like, all right, he's not signed. What they're going to do is be like, oh, man, he didn't show up. What happened? And it's like, he better show up at okay, all out. So, so like you're saying, though, and this is what I was thinking as well, is like now it's put up or shut up. You can, you can leak reports a million times and say that it's going to happen or that it's going to be a thing, but, you know, come, you know, uh, do or die, is he going to show up? And to me, I, I did kind of get this feeling like maybe it was just hype. Maybe they're, they, like you said, they're just doing this pay-per-view. It's going to be in Chicago. Why not get a bunch of eyes and ears, you know, to the ground and be like, oh, is Punk going to be there? And that way, you know, so many more people will tune in to the pay-per-view and you win either way, whether he shows up or not, you know, the, the dip in ratings would be after the pay-per-view because they'd be like, Oh, well, they said punk was going to be there and he wasn't, but you'll still tune in to see it. So it's not like they're, it's going to hurt them monetarily for him to not show up. Just Chicago. imagine though at all, all out, like, because is it all out mm -hmm. at Chicago or, all sure. in or, or fade out or, or, Away or... <laughs> that will be the last episode when they get bought out by WWE. It'll be right. AW fade, fade out. <laughs> fade to black. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see where all out's gonna be. I I just 2021. Like like I'm saying though, I just think Yeah, it's Hoffman Estates, Illinois. So I mean it, I it's mean, outside of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, I think ride, that's the thing. Ride with me on this, Rick. Do you think that it could just potentially be a publicity stunt. I don't want to say publicity stunt, but like just them riding the hype train. Like, yeah, get we're people, gonna get, get people gonna hyped get, up. Because I, I, I think I agree with you. They're gonna get Daniel Bryan, but maybe they're like, oh well, oh, who the other indie darling, CM Punk, and and like this whole thing. I think Daniel Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, whatever we want to decide to call him this week, will be there. We but, can call him uh, Daniel Bryanson if you want. I, I think the CM Punk aspect of it might may genuinely just be them trying to get us to believe that he's going to be there. That like, because seriously, I just keep hearing. I mean, it's uh, the best way to promote. Well, oh yeah, dude, we're right. like ninety nine point nine percent on the dotted line with him. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's got a pen in his hand. He's <laughs> sitting at the desk. He's ready to go. But just like every other wrestling contract signing. He's tapping signing, his cheek no, dude, with the pen. He might get it. Dude, they're televised contract signing, right? And then fucking uh, Kevin Nash's music hits. <laughs> dude, and he, he power, <laughs> he power bombs, bombs through the table. No, he power bombs Tony Khan so he can't yeah, sign. Dude, dude. Yeah. No, power dude, bombs him off the stage. Like they got the CM on the line, dude. They don't get the punk yet. They got right? the CM. CM pun. <laughs> and then he's like, he's off the stage. So they, and, they get and, Chipmunk Punk to show up, some that, guy in a Chipmunk costume. That's genuinely how it feels. I'm just like, stop telling, stop, ha I, so I can't cuss, but can I say stop jerking me half off? Can I say that? Like, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Because I'll to me, it. it's just everything but the, but the, but the proof, you know? And Oh, yeah. Speaking oh. of speaking of, of AEW, uh, yeah, CM Punk. I think CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan are going to be like the hot topics that we're going to be following because this is honestly, as a wrestling fan, um, I think me and Nick fell out around the same time. I mean, I lived at this man's house, and then we would watch SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Like, that is our tradition. Like, we watch it every year when I go out there. So when we stopped watching was the first time was when CM Punk left. After that whole rain happened, that was like kind of like the first – 
final strike. And then Daniel Bryan with, with the WWE Championship and the, and the World Heavyweight Championship, I think that was the final nail in the coffin is when he got screwed, and that's how they did him. I think that was was it for me as a full-time fan. So covering mm-hmm. CM Punk, covering Daniel Bryan, these two guys in AEW, honestly, I think I'd watch AEW more, not just because they're there, but I feel like they will pull in. Like As far as guys like Matt Hardy go – and like you know, they got Jake Hager who did like did a fake UFC fight. Like no, Matt no Hardy's one, great. There's what you, to your point. There's no one as polarizing as CM Punk in wrestling. Nobody. The guy and who that, walked away walked away from it all. He's the guy who told the you know owner's son-in-law, "I don't need to wrestle with you. You need to wrestle with me." He's the guy that went on uh, Colt Cabana's podcast and put the WWE on blast as far as their health and protocols and stuff like that. And he's the guy who's uh, he teased us for eight years. Will I, won't I, yada, yada. You know, with, with Daniel Bryan, it's far less polarizing because you know he's just a great wrestler. He's going to come in and wrestle with Kenny. It's going to be five stars. He's gonna what was it? Was it? The Miz told them, go back to the Bingle Halls and wrestle with your buddies. And there's also an eight. What is it? Daniel Bryan is all elite. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, dude, that Miz promo is great. But, like, you know, let – Daniel Bryan again. It's big news, but they're like, "Well, okay. Well, what's the real big fish? What's I, the I, real I, big fish in wrestling?" And that's why, we, you know, we we obviously need to lead with that because to me, CM Punk, it's the biggest story in wrestling right now. Is it's the will they, won't they show which up? Which is which is weird because, like I told you before, like I I just feel like if CM Punk returned to WWE, there's not there's nothing there for him. There's no there's no establishment for him to fight. Like his his story was told perfectly and then when they decided the powers that be that the rock was going to beat him for the title and then this dude was going to go out in a royal rumble who was it batista was it batista kane that was like the one who eliminated it oh you're kane saying the, or who eliminated punk yeah who won the royal rumble but the, the it was that the last year? royal rumble yeah I, that cm punk i'm pretty sure it was, was batista. i think it was batista because he was in the triple, triple h with Orton. <laughs> and yeah. and and then triple h and daniel bryan had a match to decide who would be the third and then and then that led to Batista. Was that Blue Tista? Was that was that Blue Tista when that no, happened? Blue Tista was earlier during the Shield, and actually, it might have been after. I, I don't know. I don't know because that was Punk. Blue Punk Tista was gone. Was, Punk was gone when the Shield feuded with Evolution, for sure. And so. so, so then that was probably when Blue Tista happened because when he, I think he left for a bit and then he came back because he did the thing with Triple H. Him and Triple mm-hmm. H did the Hell in a Cell. And that was like years later. So I want to say, like, yeah, when he give left, that was <laughs> give me what I want. What he, when he beat up Flair or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. exactly. Um, so Blue Tees had been like after CM Punk had. Either way, CM Punk. That was it. Once once he walked out of that, and then he got fired, like fired or served his papers on his wedding. It just you don't, you don't see that's possible. But AEW. Now that is is a territory that he obviously hasn't been in. Um, people speculated he'd come back when he did the whole thing with Fox. I'm glad that he didn't. I'm glad that he kind of like, you know, people at first were like, oh man, CM Punk's back in WWE in some kind of way. He's going to wrestle. And then he like, he just didn't, didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was great. It's like, you know what? His own terms. You just want to get a check. And and, and if you were paying attention to uh, Twitter this week, apparently somebody tweeted out that, um, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, no matter the two of them, they're they're not as big of a deal as Becky Lynch's return. So uh, if you want to talk about returns, uh, forget CM Punk, forget Daniel Bryan. Becky Lynch is where it's at. 
No, it depends no, on, it's it depends, not. No, but I'll, I'll say this. Becky Lynch was the hottest thing in wrestling for a little while, and you got to give credit where credit's due on that. But it really depends on how they bring her back. If she comes back into the fold and makes a big, like big waves, then that's one thing. But if she just comes back in and then blends in with the pack, then it's it's obviously not as big of a deal as this Punk and Brian thing. You know what bothers me about that is that I was all on board for Becky to take the titles from Charlotte and, and take them from um, Ronda. I was, I was, and and I was like, like the whole man thing. I was behind it, but as soon as she became champion, dude, it was the same thing as Seth Rollins. And I felt as a, as 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 that moment, like at that moment in time, being a casual fan watching. Uh, being a casual fan watching SummerSlam and watching WrestleMania only, this is this is when I was still just watching those pay-per-views. Um, haven't seen that, and then just kind of followed like the Raw after rest, uh, like after SummerSlam, and following what happened after with her being champion. It, I felt like an entitled fan because like here's a person that you were cheering for, and then they become champion, and then it was like stale air. Like I wanted her to be done because I all of a sudden she gets the titles, and then I didn't like the person she was. I didn't like the okay, persona. So, so Rick, Rick, let me let me compare this to so if any video game collectors out here will know this. It's, so it's like the hunt and the kill. It's like edging. Okay, it, it's one of these things where you, when someone's chasing the title, you go like, "Oh, I really want them to have that thing. I really want them to get that thing. I, wa- I really, really get want it. that." No, and same thing with like buying, a, say, a, a video game for your collection. You're like, "Oh, I really want that thing. I really, I really need it." And then you just want it until you have it, and then you don't want it anymore. And so what happens is you can just go on eBay and buy that game at any point. As long as you have the money, you can just buy it, and you're good, right? But going out and finding it at a game store or going out and finding it at a thrift store or going out and finding it you know, somewhere else, like a physical copy of it right in front of you, it, 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 that, it's the, the thrill of the hunt. And to watch a wrestler go through – and and scratch and claw for the title that's the thrill of the hunt and sometimes yeah you're like oh wow and when they're celebrating in the ring post-match and they're holding up the belt you're like yes that's fantastic you you feel it with them as well but sometimes you're only as good as your your first title defense sometimes and that's why they say in wrestling it's old cliche about you're only the champion truly the champion after your first defense winning the title is one thing but defending it's another and that's why mm-hmm. Paul Heyman puts puts emphasis on the reigning, defending WWF champion or WWE champion Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know, so to me, um, it, it, that's what it is. We're all just like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be awesome. And then it happens, and you go like, mm, okay. To me, there needs to be a. Point but does that does that not make you ungrateful a little bit? Maybe as because like say like I Seth Rollins. Us, I don't think it makes us ungrateful. I think it makes us fickle. <laughs> I think it may we uh, it has a hard time it's very keeping fickle. our attention. And with say like like Stone Cold Steve Austin, what do you remember better? Austin reversing the super kick and hitting the stunner on Michaels and winning the belt, which we all remember. It was sick. but <laughs> or do you remember more fondly or more with more intricate detail his feud with Vince McMahon? both and to me for me personally it's it's the feud with vince and with that it's like he had matches with dude love matches with kane yeah but i mean but that and it was 
it wasn't about point, the, it wasn't the title my win, point. It was everything they did after but that's that you can't count that dude you can't count that and that's not fair because you're going back to an exciting time that no matter what something was happening it was great oh, it's you not, wanted it's to not see. my fault it's not my fault that the, that now isn't as exciting as then but that's that's part of the problem <laughs> that's that's the product that we're dealing with so it's it's unfair to go back and then look at something like see like we do it every week and we try yeah. not to but like it's just hard as a wrestling fan when you know there was so much good stuff that happened before why can't it happen again it will will it happen on a grand scale that we oh, watching it oh, hold on hold on go ahead. will it happen on the grand scale of how we watch things now now, we, we've talked about it. They do the same thing for the last 100 years. That's what we talked about in one of the episodes, right. on episode six. They do the same thing for, like, the last 100 years, and it works. However, when you watch a movie that has the same kind of formula as a different movie and as a different movie, let's just take horrors, for example. You'll watch Friday the 13th. You'll watch Nightmare on Elm Street. You'll watch Halloween. And each one might be a different type of slasher, but they all kind of have the same basis. Some some chick is running. She's screaming. She becomes like the heroine protagonist. Like that's the thing about wrestling. When you do something so many times before, is it like how is it going to retain the same level of excitement you get the first time watching it? So we got a shot out of the cannon with Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's why I think things like Kevin Owens versus uh, Shane McMahon, like the establishment role, didn't work as well because. It's no fault at Kevin Owens for being pretty much Stone Cold Steve Austin of the new era, which I don't see. Right. It's what was forced upon him. But that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw the same thing. And just taking that alone, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, it's been done again. And it wasn't as exciting because we've already seen it. Yeah, I got you. So but go ahead. No, me, but that's what I mean. It's hard, it's, it's hard to take Stone Cold and, and no, look no, at you, Vince. You, like you're saying, like the reason the Vince and, and Austin thing works so well is because – we because wrestling commissioners and owners and Vince himself had been a someone we knew, but we didn't know him as they weren't you know, they weren't an enemy yet. They were yeah, they weren't on screen villain. And, yet. and it actually and it actually started more so with Brett because Brett was blaming Vince for screwing him previously. You know, even before the screw job of, it, itself. Can um, I ask you and something? They were they were kind of pulling Vince into the on-screen persona but then it was because it was fresh and new like you said they can't just do shane mcmahon and kevin owens and expect it to have the same effect because we've seen that before we've seen it's the same old song and dance and unfortunately the vince and austin thing it it it, uh it's timeless every time you see them in the ring together you know vince is taking the stunner like you know it's gonna happen and we all cheer every time and and i would never get tired of watching Vince McMahon take the stunner even at his his old age I don't you know, want to see him do it. He's gonna break a quad. No, like when when uh when Brock F fived him and like murdered him. I thought he was <laughs> dude, he just die. no matter what he does, dude, he just gets hurt, dude. This poor guy. Uh, let me ask you something. Who? Mm-hmm. Um. So, with WCW and with WWE, I, I believe Vince was the first on-screen villain because Eric Bischoff was on-screen just like Vince, but with the NWO, with it being just Nash and Hall. They were kind of pushing him around and treating him like like uh, once they got Hogan in, I think that's where he switched gears. Did Vince McMahon already switch gears then, or was it Eric Bischoff that was the first? Are you, are you, are you saying was was Bischoff in the NWO before Vince? Correct. Like, did he go because he went to the front? Like, he was a he was the the face of the company, but he wasn't. He was like more so like the announcer of the company, just like Vince. But then all of a sudden, once the NWO formed. He really kind of put on the jacket and and he was celebrating the whole time. Like when did it says who came first? Bischoff, Bischoff joined 
the NWO on November 18th, 1996. And So that was before Vince then. That was before Vince. Yeah, it was before because WrestleMania 14 was in March of 1998. And right after WrestleMania 14 is when the Mr. McMahon character. Well, well, I mean, you could say it was Survivor Series and stuff, but he, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's obviously Bischoff is the answer, but, but it's not like Bischoff was. Bischoff didn't get his up and comments like Vince did. Like Vince, like when he gets stuttered. I feel like, and here's the thing: we could go down this this Austin McMahon trail for a while. But but if we, because if we want to save any time to talk about tag team lists or anything else. We should save that for its own episode because I know, Austin I know. I just, I just want to, I just want to get in a, I just want to get in a quick word. I just want to sure. say one quick thing about with with Bischoff is that he was part of the NWO, which was untouchable. So you gotta, you gotta keep that in mind. I think why, like the way that it worked for him, it didn't work in the same kind of light that Vince McMahon worked because Vince McMahon you thought was untouchable, and then that's when Stone Cold would prove that he is in fact. Touchable, dude. You can you can get the man hit him with a stunner. Bischoff didn't get as much up and comments. Like he had that karate match that he did or whatever. And mostly parading around. You wanted to punch him in the face. So whenever he did get into a spot where somebody may have attacked him, instead of getting like the ho- their hands on Hogan, like Sting, like then it was worth it. But it just wasn't to me. It wasn't as great. But, but yeah, just but real- again, maybe but maybe we would have been more uh, a bit more pleasing had Bischoff taken a. F- few more right hands to the mouth right oh yeah i mean dude he he was definitely a, a character that deserved it so to not get it i think that's that's the payoff as a fan like you get it years later but like who cares at that point you know what i mean when the nwo was already sucked dry the first time and then they they came out with the wolf pack like once it got stale and that was it like this being a guy wearing an nwo hat right now it's kind of hard to say but you know it's just it's just so cool in the brand and but it can make a comeback, dude. It can make a comeback. But when it first got stale, that's when it was kind of like the moment that Bischoff got served. It was like, who cares? Because right. NWO served themselves. Well, and then, but, he, and then Vince threw him in a dumpster at the end, or threw him in the back of a trash truck. Oh, geez. Two, <laughs> that? 2007 Raw. Um, right. Did you? Did you? I know we talked about AW with with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. We started off, we kicked off the show that way. I just want to know: Did you watch uh, Dynamite last night, the fight for the Fallen? Mm-hmm. At least, at least the Nick Gage versus. Did you see any highlights for that? No, Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho. I haven't seen anything. If it's the day after, you got to get me on the. All right, so I'm going to say this without giving away any spoilers because I didn't watch the match myself. All I saw was something on Twitter about it. Nick Gage takes a pizza cutter to Chris Jericho's forehead, dude. And he does it for like a quick, rough, like four seconds. And then he gets off of him and he gets into the, the hard cam. I'm going to say this. The greatest thing happened during that. Right after he does that, it goes to like a replay thing or whatever, or like a, like a side shot of, of an advert, dude. And the advert is is Domino's and they use a pizza cutter, dude. And I'm just oh dying God. at this. You I'm think just like, <laughs> you thinking that was planned? Planned or? Yo, if if it, if it wasn't planned, that was probably the greatest like non-planned thing that they did. But honestly, if I had a moment where I I had like a moment of clarity where it's like this guy's cutting with a pizza cutter. Yo, we got that we got that Domino's ad. Let's replace the McDonald's one with the Domino like you know the Domino's with the McDonald's one. Just switch them. Right. Great, great advertisement. If it, if it's unplanned, if it's no, planned. It if can, it wasn't, then, um, he can bash Jericho's head in and the and. And he could look like hamburger meat, and they'll be like McDonald's. 
quarter pounder or whatever. You know what I mean? Like pounding the beef in the quarters. Right, hits him with a meat tenderizer, and then <laughs> I do. I do want to say, oh man, see, Chris too old to be taking pizza cutters to the forehead. I'm just saying. Let, let's run through this, the the rest of the tag teams. I want to keep it very short. I don't really want to talk much about it because there's a, a better topic, a way better topic than finishing up this list that you would want to get into, and I know you specifically would want to get into. It's what I've happened never, on today. I've never, I've never wanted to get into anything ever. All I know is that we, me and you have talked about this on the phone. This is the perfect time to talk about it. I want us to run through this, the rest of this tag team list, like a tag team, dude. Let's just get through it. Well, and you here's the what list? we can do. Here's what we can do without, without. Let's go from twenty-five to ten, and I will just say it. And you, why don't you tell me whether you think they should be higher or lower, or they're exactly where they should be on the list? What do you think? I, I think that's I think that's a great idea. Let's do that. Okay, so so I'll, I'll or do you want to do it vice versa? You want to read it and I and I tell you or vice versa? I mean, I feel like I, I feel like as far as your wingman goes, like I think I'm more essential to you telling you my my two cents on where they stand. Okay, because you right. know me, I'll, I, I'll, I'll I don't go pull from punches. Twenty five to that. ten, I'll go twenty five to ten, and then we'll talk about the top ten or twenty five to eleven. We'll talk about the top ten a little more in depth. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right, so 25 is Los Guerreros. To give you some context here, the last handful from 30 to 26 were Own Hart and Bulldog, Miz and Morrison, The Bar, Team Hell No, Nikolai Volkov, and the Iron Sheik. So now, 25 being Los Guerreros, I'd put them over all those other tag teams, but you tell me. I would say so. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Los Guerreros, but that that's a personal thing. I can't really judge off that. At the time when they were doing Los Guerreros, I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, this tag team is just – like who cares? But you know what? I'm not. I'm not the entire WWE universe. So mm-hmm. even though I didn't like them, I think that they have a good standing here on 25. I uh, I think they were a solid tag team. They got to showcase Eddie and, and, and Chavo. You know, more so like Eddie's like uh, tutelage to Chavo, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how they were able to work together. So it, it expanded on Eddie being the lie, the cheating, and the stealing, and then obviously Chavo doing it too. Mm-hmm. I think it worked for him. I think it was good. I think they had solid right. solid rating. And to your point, uh, without Los Guerreros, I don't think Eddie gets over with the fans enough to become the champion later either. So this, You got a point there. That's true. Yeah. And then so 24 is the APA. I, I honestly, I feel like these guys should be like a little bit lower on the list. I mean, I'm like just peeling over – or sorry, looking at the list that we have here and just looking at like from 25 down to 1, I feel like these mm-hmm. – I feel like both these tag teams we just talked about should be like a little bit lower. Lower as in up in the 30s or lower? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. Lower as in like closer to single digits. I want to say exactly single digits, okay, but like closer to one. Closer to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going yeah, yeah. lower okay. on the list, going down in a good way. Not, well, then say, not, we not say rank, rank higher on the list. I rank, rank them higher higher. on the list. I rank them there higher on the <laughs> list. Indubitably, I rank them higher right, on the right. list. No, an APA is 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 something that's kind of we all remember them very fondly. It's, it's, I think it's anybody's out. favorite version of Bradshaw. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. The whole thing with the cabinet was great for Bradshaw, but Bradshaw to me is like we're talking Terry Bradshaw, dude. We're not talking JBL. Like that guy was the lyric. Not like, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was Terry Bradshaw, dude. He played football. He was in uh, Mass Singer, and he was a wrestler, dude. Right, right. Um, speaking of Bradshaw, here you go. The Blackjacks. <laughs> now this, oh, this, this Blackjacks here. Is not the the new blackjacks. This isn't uh, Barry Wyndham. This and, is an eight. 
No, Wyndham and um, Bradshaw. I don't. I think this is the original Blackjacks. Is what this means? Because who's the original Blackjacks? I think those other, that other team was called the New Blackjacks. Blackjack, Bradshaw. Who's the original Black? Who, who's who's um, these original Blackjacks? Let me find it. Is this is this is this um is this Jake the Snake in in uh, Botchamania promo? Uh, you want to play Black a game Jack of twenty one? Black Blackjack Mulligan and Blackjack Landa, uh, forming in the seventies, wrestled into the eighties and stuff like that. So I apologize to any of you old cats out there, but I think these guys need to be lower on the rankings here because I have no idea who these guys are. That's recency and, bias, though, Rick. They could wrestle from they could form in nineteen seventy and wrestle till nineteen ninety one and be like a, a really solid. Well, tag team. I haven't like, watched that no, WWF man. yet. I haven't watched like, it. I haven't right, watched you it. You could be like, ah, oh, the a the APA is right. so much better. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. So I don't know them. I'm gonna I'm gonna withdraw my opinion on this one. I'm gonna take my right. 23. Once I watch these guys in action, I'll tell you if they if they deserve to be 23 or not. In a yeah, later we're episode. gonna we're, uh, three years <laughs> from now we're gonna return to this list. We're gonna return to this say, list for just for blackjacks. I think the blackjacks could have been 19. No, no, because I gotta return to this list for Soul Patrol, which is 19, and Mr. Fuji and Toru Tanaka. So I have to return right, right. for okay. these teams. So, Nick, you so, tell me, do they deserve to be where they're at? The black, I've never really seen much of their stuff either. So. We're coming back to these guys. All right. They, they we'll get the back. whole lot of 23. We will do an entire, uh, you know, week's worth of uh, Blackjack. WWE 50 uh, tag, Greatest Tag Teams Part 3. The uh, hell in a cell. That never anyway, ends. Something we see bias. Speaking, speaking of recent bias, here's what I'll say. I think that 22 is the shield. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think that the recency bias kind of plays in that. The Shield's great, but uh, especially when you put together, you know, the the, the sum of part, Ambrose, Reigns, Rollins. Can, can I just ask you, do you think any of these tag teams, any of the new tag teams, do you think they deserve to be where they're at right now? Oh, like when we come down here and the Soul Patrol uh -huh. is 19? Then you got to like the Usos. Shield. No, not no, no, above no, no. the Shield, not above uh, the APA. You know, the, again – that it, I the I, next no. one bothers me. Like the, even the next two bother me as a as a new tag team or just a new faction. Well, not new anymore. They broke up. But like so, twenty one D Generation X and twenty the Undisputed Era. I feel like both <laughs> of these no, should be way you. higher on the rankings. They're just well, they're also just trying to sell you the concept that oh, the Undisputed Era is like the new DX or or this is like a new stable, like a new evolution that. Is better than the old, you know what I said? Like, and that's horseshit. And and they, they might when they say Degeneration X, they don't mean out, uh, you know, uh, Road Dog and Billy. They don't mean X Pac and. They better mean Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I, I hope I hope they don't mean X Pac and Road Dog. Okay, or <laughs> X Pac and Kane, which was already on this list. <laughs> right, or Kane, Dave, right? No, my my point. I think they probably mean Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I hope so, and I and I mean this. I hope so because well, no, if that's the case, then they need to be like number two. Or number one. No, there's no because, way. There's no way. No, 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 no. It's traditional tag teams. Taking two big names and slamming them together isn't a tag team. That like that's just an a, an attraction. I think. Me okay, personally. number one uh, actually so, to me would be the Hardy Boys though. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, so, I'm just gonna so, give it to so them right now. Undisputed and Degeneration X, and they put them so close on this list specifically. Yeah, but they they put them so high up, like on the 20s. Really, like I would put Degeneration X on the top 10 at least. Like I don't okay, care if they put number get, nine or. All right, here's what we'll do. When we get to 10, I want you to tell me if you really think Shawn Michaels should talk to DX that was before in the merch. Nice. Okay. Dude, dude. Not, not okay. Because listen, DX, listen. DX, 
being being I'm talking all Stable. renditions. The new DX was a tag team. So oh, you got yeah. I'm talking like D Generation X, like '97, dude. I'm talking D Generation X, 2002, when Triple H and Shawn Michaels came back for two seconds, and then Triple H turned on mm-hmm. Shawn to give one of the greatest feuds possibly ever seen mm-hmm. by those two. And I think that was honestly. You're, and you're better. telling me that that pedigree was better than the Steiner brothers? No. And then 2006, and then 2006 when they they finally returned against the Spirit Squad, and then and then 2008 when it was. What was it? Um, when they had Lance Cade and Chris Jericho, and mm-hmm. then it was like you know Shawn Michaels comes out, and all of a sudden here comes Triple H, baby. Oh, but I just saw something. We need to we need to give a. Moment. All right, all right, we're we're gonna cut oh, down it. So, so, so Soul okay. Patrol. So do you have anything? To, do you have anything to say about Soul Patrol? No. Okay, moving on, Mr. Fuji and Tor T- Tanaka. These were. I'm sure that's a, these that's are these are big guys. Show. 60s, 70s thing, and I'm sure they were fantastic. All right, I got two. They were awesome, so I can't I can't discredit these guys because both Soul Patrol and Mr. Fuji and Tanaka, if I'm not mistaken, just got the the awesome list. So from I, I believe that's Eric. So I'm gonna say Steiner Brothers. The coolest thing I thought I, I think I seen with the Steiner Brothers is when Stink came in and like would like try to make him flinch with the bat and, and then hand the off the bat. Oh, it's Ron. Ron's restream guy. No. All right. Uh, they're ranking it if you if you put it specifically. You cut. You cutting out. WWF of work. Uh, but... You cutting out. Okay. What the... Stay, I'm just gonna say this while he's while he's while we're getting him ready to go. I, oh, he's you're fine now. Try it again, Nick. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Okay. We're okay, going. I was just gonna say the signers' body work. The majority of it was in, in WC. So, so they're mm-hmm. making it based on because you could put the Steiners in any top ten tag team list of all time. But the reason they're going to be at, say, 17 on this is because they were only in the WWF for a few years. And you act, they but, that, but if that's the case, the they just missed the boat on, on being against the Heart Foundation or being against, you know what I'm saying, some of the bigger tag teams from the 80s. And then they also weren't there long, long to be. Uh, so maybe maybe you know, this is cheating then. Maybe it's 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 just because WCW Hardy's was bought out Dudley's by WWE. Or, or Edge and Christian and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're definitely – you're definitely all over the place with your whatever that is. Um, but we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work because I, I, I know what you're saying. And I, so I just caught on late. Time definitely hurt them. I feel like I feel like this is cheating then. I feel like this is more so because WCW was bought out by WWE that they're number 17 because – but if that was the case, I'm looking right now. Dude, and I don't even see Harlem Heat. I don't see Harlem So obviously they're going off of WWE, and if that's the case, if they're just going off of WWE strictly and not even WCW – then I don't think they deserve to be so so high on the list if that's the case because Harlem Heat's not on here, and I feel like they were like a better tag team than the Steiner Brothers, at least a more entertaining tag team. I want to say better. Um, the Steiner Brothers were really more so about Rick and Scott kind of being like the, the up-and-comer, but Rick being like the guy everybody knew. Harlem Heat was kind of the same way with Stevie Ray and Booker T being the up-and-comer, but I just thought Harlem Heat was more entertaining. Uh, it is a WWE bias list, I have to say. But moving on from the Steiner Brothers. Right, right, right. A way better and tag team. Then 
two two big guys coming together that that are single stars. The Steiners, Rock and Sock Connection, baby. Now we're coming back around. Ready? Yep. Oh, I'm back now. Back in the saddle. I can kind of hear you. All right. I can kind of hear you. Definitely very choppy on the video, so. All right. So I'm going to say Rocket Saw Connection. Without giving away too much, because I know Nick wants to at least have a little piece of this action, and I don't blame him. Rocket Saw Conne Rock Sock Connection has two individual guys that came together as a tag team. The Rock unlike the, how about this, the of crappy duos. connection. You didn't like their tag team? You didn't think that too? I, I thought it, it was No, no, I'm was saying it like I'm one having of connectivity issues when we get to the Rock and Sock connection. That's all. Oh yeah. Like like we, we got all the time in the world to talk Mr. Fuji. And, and talk to Naka, but we, and got some Steiner Brothers action. But when it comes to Rock and I, Saw, I'll be right <laughs> back. I'll be right back. You, I'm gonna fix this connection thing. You run down the next couple. I'll be back. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up the referee and I'm gonna and I'm gonna grab him by his jersey while he's trying to count ten on the outside of the ring. And I'm gonna I'm gonna distract the ref here for a second. So Rock and Saw connection. Um, they actually were one of the, the defining moments of the Attitude Era taking over in terms of the ratings. The first time that the ratings war had changed hands, um, it was one of the defining moments was um, This Is Your Life. It's when Mick Foley came out and, 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 and did a whole This Is Your Life thing with The Rock, brought out his coach from like uh, high school, brought out his like seventh grade teacher or whatever, um, and just brought out like, – it did all this thing. And it, it was like almost – I think it was like – like her half hour almost like long 15 minutes to a half hour long and like it was one of the worst segments that vince watched and he hated it hated it and he was like that was like the worst thing i ever watched but the ratings were the highest that they've ever been because of that segment like everybody tuned into that segment and it was like a huge thing and as much as vince hated it like he told the two of them because of the fact that it got as high in the ratings as it did he couldn't say anything about it it was like the worst segment to him so that was like the big thing about Rocket Sock S16. I think that is, is a fair choice because they weren't by any means a tag team that demands to be higher on the list. I think it's a perfect spot. The Wild Samoans, number 15. I think they did a lot, especially in the, the olden days. They were an exciting tag team. They were very explosive, bigger guys with big hair, but they could like just, they were moving quick and they were just steamrollers, dude. I think as far as the Wild Samoans, 15's fair. The Rockers being 14, I think that's fair um, because the Rockers ended up being, you know, Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Jannetty and putting him through some, some glass. Yes. I was going to say um, with the Rockers, it, it's interesting for them to not be close to the top 10 because every other tag team that was in that era, like we're going to obviously see the Hard Foundation. We're going to see the British Bulldogs and stuff like that as we move down this list, right? Uh, with the Rockers, it's like they they were always considered like a tier below. They were like fan favorites, but were never we they don't get talked about in the same vein as the Bulldogs or the Hard Foundation. 
Well, yeah. where's, where's even the Midnight Express on here? Midnight Express is a, a that's a WCW or um, I don't care if, if, if the Steiner brothers could get in, dude. What's the Steiner's Midnight Express? Because the Steiner spent. A specific <laughs> I don't care, dude. Time. I don't care, dude. This this list is is, is crap, anyways, dude. I'm just <laughs> well, I don't even think Jim Cornette would expect the uh, Midnight Express to be on this list. Anyway, so, Rockers, I, I agree with you. I feel like they should be higher on the list to the fact of their power. I actually was going to say, I think they're where they should be. Maybe like 12, maybe 11. Uh, I would I would give them over the, the group that's an 11. I would give that to the Rockers. Oh, but you but that's because you're you don't you're not really understanding. Like, do you, you realize the New Day when they were breaking the tag team uh, record for for most days for their tag team title reign. It was demolitions reign that they were unseen. Which is weird because that was a team that like basically cut off of like the Road Warriors, but became actually better in its own right. Well, better in its own right. What's weird is demolition came in and they uh, they did a, a run from like late eighties into the early nineties, and then by the time the Legion of Doom came in. Demolition was like had been disbanded, or was a different version of Demolition because they brought Crush in or whatever. Yeah, Crush. And, and so, ass, so you know, we and never crush. actually got to see like definitively at length Demolition versus the Legion of Doom. Ass and Smash. All right, ass so smash, the, smash dude, smash. one of my favorite tag teams. Yeah, number thirteen, the Mega Powers. Yeah. Okay, so here's a tag team that was a tag team for what eight, eight, like six months, and they were uh, they wrestled together. Five times or something, and yeah, again, the sum of parts. You got Hogan and Savage. I love you like a brother, Savage. No, and you can't, and you can't beat that. Hogan and Savage, and that's great. But to put them over some of these other established, it's tag not fair. Teams, it's not fair because not. it all led to Hogan versus Savage, and each one did these powerful promos against each other, where they try to hype it that, that much better. It all revolved around like. Hogan saying that he loved Miss Liz as, as a sister and Savage taking it as he said the one unconceivable thing that he ever could say to Miss Liz, that he loved her. And so as much as it's like, oh, Hogan and Savage and as much as the makeup powers, yeah. The makeup powers, yeah, the destruction. The, the, the Valiant Brothers at 12, though. Any, so anytime you <laughs> any of these tag teams after Hogan and Savage have to be a solid enough tag team to be higher on this list than Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. So the Mega Powers is a weird, weird team to put at this dude, point. These, these, I, 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 these guys look pretty badass, dude. I'm not going to lie. The Valiant Brother? Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm with it. I like the look. I, I like the look of the Valiant Brothers. I think what, these what guys. Era is, what era is it, though? 60s? Oh, hold on. OWW will tell me. Do they still have this active? Oh, my God. Notable feud, stick the bruiser and Bruno San Martino. Uh, January 5, 1974 was when they first uh, uh, won the World Tag Team titles against those two. So um, okay. they were basically 70s, and then it looks like their career highlights go all the way up to like 78, and then they stop at 79. So, ah, so they were, as far as WWF goes, only a couple of years, but we probably made it big elsewhere. Yeah, they were like pioneers of basically the tag team circuit because that's when Bruno San Martino. Yeah, remember, like this guy just came off uh, was a nine year streak as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we talked demolition eleven. Uh, do you want to talk any more about them, or should we just move on to um, the British Bulldogs? 
number ten. Let's keep you keep going. Keep let's keep going to the British Bulldogs. And I and I think we should. Uh, well, let's uh, demolition real quick, and we should actually stop at ten. We, yeah, we should stop at ten, and then and then we'll that way we can. I love it. Okay, let's do that. So that will give us ten minutes to talk about some other stuff that happened, which I would love. So that actually that that works out perfectly. We're gonna stop at ten. Uh, you want to say anything about demolition, or you want to just stop now? No, I I just think that that they were in their own right very consistent, very good for you know what they were, and and had you know feuds with the Hart Foundation, feuds with you know these tag teams that we know, and and so you have to be worth your weight in gold to be able to do that. I think so. I like that. By the way, if 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 you're just tuning in now, please go follow us on Facebook at the Wrestling Den. And you can go follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Den TM. Um, you can watch us on uh, YouTube. You can watch us on Spotify. You can watch us on Google Podcast, Anchor. Um, everything is right below, so that way you know where to find us. Uh, you can watch us at Sports Unfolded on YouTube. You can uh, at Rhode Island Broadcasting. Just want to get that out there since I didn't get to do it in the beginning, but. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always and watching. This one's kind of sporadic, but. Some really awesome stuff happened on this actual day in wrestling. So July 29th. By the way, a little shout out to a, a big wrestling fan out there. Loves John Cena. My nephew, he's turning eight years old today. His name is Bowen. This is for you, Bowen. You can't see me. I told him I'd give him a shout out for his birthday. But on this day in wrestling, some very interesting things happened. Um, one of them being... Uh, Nitro for the first time for Disney MGM Studios, they were presented live in Orlando, Florida. So, as you know, the very first NWO paid announcement also comes on in this episode. Right, um, and and it's uh, it's like it's like Hall and Nash like hanging out around like Florida, right? And they're just yeah. like, sitting on stage and they're just talking bad about WCW, right? I think I, I think I watched this in the because I was watching the the history of the wars and I've been watching that. And one of the things I think I saw that, that they talked about this like basically, uh, like Ray Mysterio jumps off of a trailer, Kevin Nash catches him, and Lon dots like Lon dots him into the trailer, and then like there's like a lot of confusing things happening in the parking lot to the point where the residents even thought like something was going on, so they called the cops on him, and like the cop yeah, like the authorities showed was up. An actual gang fight going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like it was like what was it? Uh, it was Sting, Randy Savage, Lex, Lex Luger. Uh, yeah, the Horsemen. Uh, they 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 were fighting, and then um. And then it, it was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash that showed up, you know, and then they, they were, like, wreaking havoc everywhere. Uh, what was it? You had Arn Anderson involved. Uh, wait, did they? You had Buff Bagwell, oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, the, the – Johnny um, Riggs. Ray Mysterio oh, Jr. was, every, like – anyone and everybody. Anybody and everybody. Yeah, and, like, they – oh, oh that, that, was my, that was my favorite part. Macho Man Randy Savage jumped on top of the limousine, dude, and it took off, dude, and he was, like, on the limousine, like, hanging off for oh, nearly. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that, to me, was one of the greatest, like, things was, like, he, the limousine's driving away, and he's hanging on for dear life. Doesn't he get in the limousine? Doesn't he, like, crawl through the thing and, like, fall inside? Oh, I think sunroof, he, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think he sounds, does, dude. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, that was going on. Um, And then, uh, was it? Other than that, there was oh, this is the this is the thing that me and you talked about. So that happened on this day, on the very same day in 1994, um, Eastern Championship Wrestling hosted that tournament where um, Shane Douglas won, and then he mm-hmm. denounced the the Eastern Championship right. and title. He said that the that the 
Barry Windham's and the Harley races and the Ric Flair's could all kiss his ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't count in the swear jar because it's a quote. It's a quote. <laughs> so I'll let it slide. But I think that was that was cool because um, I think when that happened, I think they were thinking that it was an angle. Like it was supposed to set up oh, like yeah, CW yeah, first yeah, like NWA, a feud, like, like like a like a feud between the two. Right. No, it was just Paul like getting one over, and then just who who who, that hype out. who got the title after after Shane Douglas announced it? Wasn't it wasn't it Chris Candido? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Could have been. That's. I think. I think it was Chris Candido that that ended up picking up that NWA belt after that happened. But uh, that was one of the. That was one of the biggest things. So I remember me and you were talking about it with Shane Douglas. It was like one of the few things that Shane Douglas has done in his career. That's like the most notable notable things that he's done in his career. And the fact that today is the day that that happened. It's kind of just serendipitous to me. You know that and we get to talk about it after talking about it on the phone for two hours. Like me and this right, guy right. finally get to have a conversation at, at at the dinner table right here, live well, that's, that's about the same great thing. About, that's what's great about wrestling history is that you know so many things had happened. And oh, no, and it even does say here it says Shane Douglas was the champion August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. We then, also had we also had um, and then vacated well, it. Did did they do uh, this? Is also Bobby Heenan with with Ric Flair. Him and Hogan, like, like who was the better champion? This was, like, the culmination of that. I believe this was, like, when Ric Flair was – they were finally going to do the deed. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure today was the day that they, they, they did the deed. Wow. Four years ago, Ric Flair defeated Bobo Brazil to win the NWA United States Championship, so that was four years ago. A lot of stuff happened in the, near the end of summer. A lot of stuff happened with Ric Flair on this day, uh, was it? Um the Rock uh, defeated Ric Flair. That was the first time that those two, it's well, the only singles match that The Rock and Ric Flair had together. They did it in, in Greensboro, well, North that, Carolina. That's a testament. That's a testament to Ric Flair's longevity, too. Like, yeah. he had 40 years to, to do something on this day in wrestling history. Like, oh, what do we have? Um, okay, that was TNA. I don't really care about on this day in TNA. <laughs> What was it Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards <laughs> to defeat Brian Myers and Trevor Lee? So this was like, yeah, two years ago. So this is like TNA, like anthem, like who cares? Oh geez, Team TNA with Bobby Lashley on it, the Wolves, Drew Galley. It's funny you see guys that are like back in WWE, like Bobby Lashley's on this list, and then you got like Drew Galloway, who's Drew McIntyre. It's like what the heck, dude? So weird seeing like two years no, ago these guys were like Lashley and. Uh Andrew McIntyre both revitalized their careers going somewhere else because we we got a chance to miss them because they went away. I feel like I feel like Drew McIntyre. Um, I feel like for anybody that watched him through ICW was probably like that's why he is the way he is now is because of his ICW fandom and how he reinvented himself in ICW, such a small place that basically was like um, was was not really looked at. It was looked at by a lot, but when Triple H and, and WWE kind of stepped in and did some like. Rob Van Dam too, like specifically, like these guys came out, um, and like they they appeared on T on on ICW TV and kind of like promoted them because they had uh, at the time what was it? Uh, Pete Dunn was the the Bruiserweight Champion or whatever, so like he was doing things in ICW and and Rob Van Dam wrestled in ICW for WWE and Triple H was just in the ring. Um, 
but yeah, like Drew McIntyre was like he he became big. I think what he is as a role now through his development going through ICW as a character. I agree. Um, uh, and, and then sometimes that's important, like to to get out of the three man band. You know, oh, thing and get into something else. <laughs> Speaking of people that we mentioned tonight, somebody's fiftieth birthday or fifty fifth birthday is also today. We had talked about him. He's part of the 50 greatest tag teams. 55 years old. You got any guesses? 55. Man, I'm so bad at judging wrestlers' ages. All right, um, I'll, I'll I'll bring it. I'll bring it Chavo down. Guerrero. No, I'll, I'll I'll even I'll limit it down. He's a Steiner. It's Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> it was Scotty, dude. It's Scott. It's Scott Steiner's birthday today. I hope he did some great math to to figure out how old he was. He's fifty five years old, and I think about that. I think about like fifty five. Shawn Michaels fifty six, and I just I think about these guys' decorated careers, and it, Scott, it blows Scott, my mind. Scott Steiner didn't even get into a lather in the year two thousand, and that's what's so crazy is he's out here doing Frankenstein'ers and stuff and looking like a million bucks. But I don't like the <clears> Scott Steiner I know and love is that is this crazed lunatic that like. Just does and says whatever he wants. That's I think I think the, I think this sums it up. And perhaps a tale of two careers. Scott has both a best match of the year and a worst match of the year award from Wrestling Observer. My best man. match is, as part of the War <laughs> Games match at Wrestle War ninety one. Worst match against Triple H at the two thousand three Royal Rumble. Oh, when his <laughs> ass came out. <laughs> yeah, He's falling over himself trying to do the the pump handle or no the uh, double underhook. Like wow, jeez. Oh man, dude. Captain Lou Albano. Best promo. Um. Wow, they got a lot of his actual wrestling up in here, though. Like his actual wrestling, but they don't. Not, no. not even the math promo is my favorite Scott Steiner promo. Mine was the uh, was the Ric Flair one Get. when he says, uh, "Oh yeah, Flair, with the crooked yellow teeth." You you're supposed to be the limousine riding, jet flying son of a gun. I'm saying one time you should have took a cab and used the money to fix your crooked yellow teeth. It's <laughs> one time. Yeah. Oh man! And he says, "Like I've seen a fifty-five-year or fifty-eight-year-old man who has more loose skin than a Sharpay puppy come out here and say that he's still a man." <laughs> Get my bags. That one was my favorite, dude. Oh, still yeah. like Tomko. Huh? You are a redneck. You got a redneck truck. <clears throat> no, Scott's the greatest. So uh, with that, I think we'll close on Scott Steiner quotes. We could actually close up on the show too. I think uh, I feel like Scott Steiner is a good way to end that. Um, I will say so, guys. As as a treat to you, and more so a treat to us. Uh, next week we're we're going to be extending the show for a half hour. So we we're gonna, we're going to go for a half hour longer next week. So don't don't close off the the the, the show at you know seven uh, eight o'clock next week when you tune in. We're going to go live at seven. We're going to be here for seven. Because we want we want that extra half hour, so we're gonna be here from seven to eight thirty next week. And you know what? I might I might I might stream it actually. I might that might be I'm a ready. good return to the stream. I might do it on Twitch as well. So I'll probably do a little bit of both. We'll see what happens. If it works out Sounds great, then that'll be cool. But um, I think uh, let's see anything anything that I need to know notor- notoriously that's coming up. 
that we should be looking out for besides talking about CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan for the rest of the time. We'll just cross cross that bridge when we come to it. We're definitely gonna be we're gonna be covering number ten through one on the tag team list. I think that's a definite. Um, obviously, you know we'll cover anything that may have may happen in the week that we don't know right now because we're not psychic. Uh, my psychic powers say that CM Punk is gonna sign um, behind closed doors this week. I don't think he's gonna it's gonna come out in any. Tabloids. I think the man's going to sign. We're not going to know about it, but we'll know about it later that it was this week that he signed. Other than that, um, close the statements. We appreciate you all. Please, again, go follow us on, well, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube, at Rhode Island Broadcasting. If you want to experiment next week, my Twitch is twitch.tv backslash Rickus of the Ricks. Uh, we are live. On Rhode Island Broadcast on YouTube, I did say that. We are also live on Sports Unfolded. But seriously, we don't have enough activity going on on our page. So if you guys could, please go follow us at The Wrestling Den on Facebook. We're not at, we are asking for a lot of you, I understand. Just know that if you follow us on the Facebook page, you're bound to get the rest of this stuff through there because we will have shared links to Rhode Island Broadcasting. So if you go follow us on the page, we want to have more activity going on on the page. I want to be able to do polls for you guys every week. I want to see where you guys, you know, where you stand, who you like. Because it's not just about what me and Nick like. It's about, you know, all of us as wrestling fans. We want to hear from you guys. And since we're the ones who are talking every week, you know, we want to hear what you have to say throughout the rest of the week. Because who's to say that my opinion really matters? I mean, you should because I'm the champion. But that's just here and there, brother. Snow I am Macho Man Ricky Savage. This is my co-host as always, Nick. Go follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Den TM. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Macho Man Ricky Savage. Yeah. Miss List. Say goodbye.